Hey, Paul, man, I wanted to call you and wish you happy birthday. Oh, hey, man, thank you. How's, yeah, uh, how's it going? How are you? That's what's important. Dude, it's been good. I, I would really love to record a podcast today, though. Yeah, well, I was going to ask you what you wanted for your birthday. Is that what you want? Yeah, that's what I want. I like it. I like it. I don't spend any more money. Sweet. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess it's up to you, then. What do you want to talk about? Let's talk about Genesis. All of it or, or what? Like three. Specific. Genesis 3? Genesis 3. Are you sure we're ready for that? <sighs> no one's ready for that. Let's do it. This is a new world, man. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, I don't even know what to do with this. <laughs> We're trying. Let's just go for it here. We're we're doing something yeah. different. We're doing something <laughs> different. You know, we're in the season. <laughs> it's a brave new world. <laughs> brave new world. It's not right. the weird stuff. I'm gonna start with a shot of tequila. My reposado. Sweet. What are I'm you starting start with, with? My espelon. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So oh. we're we're doing new technology. We're technological, man. Technological. It's crazy. <laughs> I mean, I don't like it, but it's what we got to do, right? It's true. It's true. We're working through it. We're working through it. I don't want to say I don't like it. It's just not as good as being in person. It's different, but at least we can still cheers. Yeah. So, shot number one. Here we go. <laughs> 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 Cheers. All right. Hey, also, I don't like drinking alone. This is weird. D is this technically drinking alone? It's kind of sad. I yeah. I think I, I think I'm drinking alone. Well, as I tweeted once, the difference between <laughs> the difference between drinking at 5 p.m. and in the morning is bravery. <laughs> Doesn't apply right now. But I'm brave. Thanks for You're that. You're brave. You're yeah. brave. I, d I left the door People unlocked. People are afraid to do things alone, you know? Yeah. If anybody wants to join me, my door is open. Just come on in, you know? He won't even question it. Won't even question it. I'll pour you a drink. Spring, spring a six-pack. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best commercial on the radio right now. I think it's Heineken. They're like, let, let chilling by the pool be your workout this summer. <laughs> and let Heineken be your six-pack. <laughs> <laughs> I can get, that's, a, that's actually a great that's a great I, yeah i'm like yeah i wasn't gonna work out anyways might as well have a six pack anyways <laughs> you know i'm starting to work out i'm getting into that a little bit i've actually been working out since i moved too oh really it's, yeah it's been convenient there's a gym in my place so oh that's cool just go down a couple floors and rep it I've out got a, i've got a gym buddy now a couple of gym buddies so that helps not like I'm a huge gym rat. Like, <laughs> I go, I walk in, I'm like, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> That's me when I first walked in. They're like, yes, welcome, sir. I'm like, cool. What happens here? <laughs> like, what do people do here? Now what? Yeah, what is, what is this I was like, for? oh, there's a treadmill. I recognize that thing. <laughs> I guess I walk on it fast. <laughs> no, yeah, I walk in. I don't have a plan. I, I do it until I'm like, tired and then i leave so 
<laughs> you know, what? I've been I've I've been getting into the row machine a lot though. I understand the hype around it. Oh yeah, tone that back up, dude. It's good stuff. All right, so I'm pouring some rum now. Ooh, I'm mixing it up. This is a new one for us. This is the things for net Ranca Menta. <laughs> which is like a this might be the wrong one maybe there's another one that like you're supposed to do shots of but it's honestly just like a it's a mint liqueur but it yeah. tastes good it's got like tons of herbs and stuff in it it's like huh, i can get down with that i mean traditionally liqueurs are not for for shooting but true most of the things we do aren't for shooting but yeah <laughs> here we we're, are we're you know we're a little avant-garde you know we experiment true. you know yeah paving a new way that's what we're doing that's what we're here for. All right. Shot hey, number two. Cheers, and man. cheers, mate. <laughs> it never gets old. <laughs> I'm, I'm enjoying this a lot. Mm-mm-mm. Sweet like butter. You know what's sad is we can't, like, taste the same thing. I mean, if I had we're enough money, we that. We'll, we're get, we'll get there. But it's, like, one of the funnest things at the beginning of the show is, like, well, this tastes like this. I don't taste that at all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I, I wish you were here to try this one. I wish I was too. Mint, it looks really cool. But I think there's a hint of vanilla in it as well. I'll tell you what. <laughs> uh, the rum, per usual, I mean, this is a 10 out of 10. I vanillas. love rum. It's so vanilla. It's so Vanilla good. AF. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's weird? And I, I, I don't know if you're feeling it too. I feel like we haven't really started yet. Even you know what I mean? It's like I know we're like we're two shots in and we're going, but there's something about having to do this through uh through technology. It's through almost the like cloud, we're, man. We're at, we're actually catching up with each other. I know that's what it feels like. Like this is a real like, hey, I haven't talked to you in a while. Like I don't. You? In my head, people aren't gonna go and like watch this. <laughs> like this is a private FaceTime call. Yeah, right. We've got a bunch of peeping toms. But hey, have our business. I brought one of my old favorites back. We got the old Seven <sighs> Brothers. Seven Brothers, hometown True. brew. Yeah, Dude, I'm almost out. I need someone to help me That's, out here. Hey, Ohio people, out. buy two bottles. Send one to Atlanta, the other to Lakeland. Yes. Uh, there's a Atlanta Distillery. I think it's called Atlanta Distillery. One of the initials. I know they've got a pretty good bourbon. I want to send to you. Oh, Be nice. Sweet. We both had a bottle of that. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I know I'm trying to figure it out. I'm going to be going to I'm 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 going to be going to. It will happen this year, I don't know when, but to Ohio and I need to get some beers there that I want you to try as well. We need to Oh yeah, get some local work. brews. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, there's some good stuff there we need to try. All right, so I'm good. shooting this uh control. Right on. I got the orange liqueur, you know. Seven breaths. I'm not supposed to be shooting it, but Wait, here we are. Oh, we should have lined our liqueurs up. That's well, I was just doing the clear clear one last oh that's true that's my and this is the clear spirit. one for me yeah perfect yeah Holy that's spirit. the spirit right there all right hey, cheers yeah cheers mate <laughs> that tastes like oranges annie did that one with us too cheers annie <laughs> cheers well hey mm, that's interesting that's oh good. i i have one more story i want to tell before we crack yeah please please so you know how I, I mean, you already know it, but I want to share it with our listeners. <laughs> this, that's weird that I have to give that disclaimer. It's like, what does Paul know? What's for Paul? What's for the listener, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. This one's for the listeners. 
<laughs> no, I just thought it was really funny that, you know, last night I'm going to a picnic to meet my uh, new incoming seminary acquaintances and some of the like faculty. And I text our group chat in Lakeland. Yeah. A bunch of the, uh, them went to Southeastern, which is a very dry campus, very anti-alcohol. Uh, probably shouldn't have said the college name. That's okay. We can believe it. But it's in my Wikipedia page. They know where I went for undergrad. <laughs> <laughs> you have a Wikipedia page? <laughs> You know? Not yet. Not yet. It'll, it'll okay. be there. <laughs> Before this episode airs. <laughs> <laughs> no, anyways, I texted the group chat and I was like, I really hope my seminary picnic has beer. Yeah. <laughs> kind of tongue in cheek. I was joking. Because you think I, they probably won't. They probably won't. Even if they're pro alcohol, it's like, yeah, that's like, you don't expect that. I, I walk up and the first thing they do is like, hey, you want a beer? And I was like, yes, <laughs> of course I do. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> and it's so funny. Honestly, it's like I, you made the right choice. That's all you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I, I could feel it in my spirit, my spirit and my heart and my mind all aligned at once. And they're like, you are in God's will. <laughs> God affirmed this. <laughs> and you know what else is funny is like nobody else there like came from a denomination that like put like a religious trauma against alcohol in them really whereas me like all the churches i've been a part of and then in my school were like anti-alcohol yeah even though i'm pretty pro i was the only one that walked up and was like yeah i'll have a beer <laughs> everybody else was just like waiting you know and i was like yeah That's give me one there's like you i don't want to offend anyone <laughs> You're like it, i it, will <laughs> beer me 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 and the and one of the deans were the only ones that started off drinking everybody That's else followed awesome. like later and i was like this is how it should be. Oh yeah. This is this is this is on like you leading and everyone following. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how it should be. <laughs> so That's with that, great. let's uh let's let's crack these sour monkeys open. Have you had Dude, this was, beer before? I haven't okay, so I did have it yesterday. Cause I have a bunch <laughs> of them. I was like, I want to try it yeah. a little bit. And I wanted to so I've been I've been doing this thing where I don't buy water anymore. Because I get, because I get all my free water from Planet Fitness, uh, <laughs> and it doesn't work. But in my head, I'm like, oh, I'm getting a free membership because I fill my water, water bottle up there. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. But it doesn't work, and I just I'm thirsty most of the time. <laughs> but so I was like, I need something to drink, and I had this. So I drank this, and I'm gonna tell you my thoughts after we try it again here. Yeah. Okay. All right. First, first, I want to point out. Nine and a half percent alcohol here. I did not see that before. <laughs> I've had, I've had. I was distracted by the monkey's tongue because I love this. <laughs> uh, there's been a few times where I've had two of these and I had a really, really nice night. <laughs> there's been other times you had three of these. And <laughs> it was an even better night. <laughs> I, I don't remember it, but I remember it. I, I think it was good. All right. Dude. Cheers to you. Cheers. I need to I need to send you one of these mugs. Yeah, I'm drinking out of a water glass, by the way. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to get you one of these. I had a beer mug, and I busted it pulling out of my uh, dishwasher. Yeah, it was sad. You got to hand wash that stuff. Yeah, I, I learned my lesson. It's okay. We all learned something. That's fine. Right. Hey. Dude, cheers to you. Cheers, mate. 
clink. <laughs> that made me so sad. That made me very depressed. <laughs> we will clink in person together someday. Can't wait for the day we clink in person. Uh, so, what I think is interesting about this beer is so, personally, I'm not like, I don't love sours as much as you do. Yeah. But I can appreciate them. But this one is tastes completely different than any sour I've ever had. It tastes kind of like a sour candy, like one of those. Um, what's the candy with the guy who's like, you know what I mean? Sour. Yeah, head? yeah, it's War. sourhead. Warhead, warhead, warhead. Yeah, warhead. Thanks, Annie. Sourhead. <laughs> it's sourhead. <laughs> Makes sense. It tastes kind of like a warhead. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of it's kind of unique and interesting about it. It's. Pretty, I don't know if it's liquor I had before this, but it's pretty weedy, more weedy than I remember. Hmm. This is one of the first sours I had, though. So, compared to other sours, it's not that sour. No, it's like a very kind of like mellow sour to it. Yeah. And it is, I mean, it's a triple. So, it's a, it's a German brew. It's definitely got that j- distinct German flavor. That's hmm. pretty cool. Can't go wrong. Anyways, I've taken two sips and I feel great. <laughs> <laughs> Now imagine having another one. <laughs> another so, one. So I had to. If you're ready to get into this, I'm ready to get into it. Dude, I'm ready. I'm going to let you. I'm gonna, I know you were really excited about this last time. I'm also very excited about this. Good. But good. I'm going to I'm going to let you take control here a little bit. And let us lead it. All right. So here here. I, we'll see how it goes. OK, I think I want to read the, the whole not at once. I want to read the whole text of genesis 3 it's about i think it's 24 verses okay it's pretty short and it's in in my mind it's three parts Hmm. so i want to read the first part and see what we want to talk about there i I know we want to talk about the serpent i think that's what's going to make up the majority of this part so yeah (laughs) also because i don't have an nrsv bible like physical copy and i don't like any of the other translations i have I brought out my King James. No way. Yeah. And honestly, I prefer there, there's certain books in the Bible where I'm like, you got to read that in King James, you know, like the original yeah. word, you know, the the one thing I do appreciate about the King James is vocabulary was. I'm going to say different then. And so a lot of the words they use, we wouldn't necessarily think of those words today mm-hmm. in the same way, but they add like a rich meaning to it sometimes. Yeah, well, to me, it's just poetic. So yeah. the poetic books I want to read in the King James. So Genesis. I see what you did there. Genesis. I see what you did there. Job, the Psalms. <laughs> Typically, I stay away from the New Testament with the King James. Maybe the Sermon on the Mount is good for the King James. But here, I'm just going to – I'm sneaky. I know yeah. I am. I know a little, little crafty. <laughs> Like a serpent, Unintended, you know? Unintended. <laughs> you know right, what's so funny? I, I'll say that? really quick before we jump into it, because we're talking about the fall, and everyone knows the fall, the fruit. People refer to it as an apple. And so I thought it would be – I played with the idea a little bit of having, like, an actual apple I was eating here the entire time. But instead I have dried uh, apple fruit. You know, to me, I prefer to – I just like, thought it was funny. Maybe this might be too dirty for the podcast, but I prefer to think of the fruit <laughs> as like a peach. 
Because you're from Georgia. <laughs> no, not because I'm from Georgia. Like in the same way, like I like to think of it as like a Buckeye. <laughs> like, like think of it this way. No, that's not why. I'm thinking in terms of like how we use the peach emoji. <laughs> I'm sorry. If Annie doesn't like that, she can cut that out. I'm going to read Genesis. You know she won't, though. So, but let's read the Bible. <laughs> sorry. Sorry for that. I apologize. Don't be sorry. That's funny. In my most sincere. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to read one verses 1 through 13. And okay. then we'll, let's just talk about it. All right. I'm going to do it in the best like King James voice I can. Read it like Shakespeare. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Ye hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die, for God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. That was only five verses, but it felt like a lot. There's a lot. So maybe, there. maybe we stop there. Okay. And maybe we discuss that for a little bit. How, how do you feel about that? That sounds good. There's a ton. <laughs> well, it, you know, if it were me, we'd be in Genesis 1-4 right now. <laughs> we'd be in Genesis, yeah. Yeah. It took me a second to process that, but yeah, yours is more accurate. Let's just talk about the serpent. Pull that apart a little bit. Well, so typically our in our Christian understanding and in our context, I think when we hear the serpent, we immediately associate the serpent with Satan. You agree? Yeah. And, and that that was not originally how uh, the early Christians and early Jews would interpret that, mm -hmm. it, it, which weird. What, what I don't seem to understand is the the Jewish people started to to associate the serpent with Satan before the time of Christ. So it's weird to me that there was also a time period where the Christians didn't associate it with Satan. You know, mm -hmm. so it wasn't until I think it's like somewhere between three hundred two hundred years before Christ that. Uh, Jewish scholars would associate the serpent with Satan. And then it was not until like 300 years after Christ that Christians would do it. Hmm. So originally the serpent was seen as this mythological symbol for, uh, for a lot of things, for being wise. He represented wisdom. He represented uh, kind of like a chaos, but not in the sense where it was always an evil chaos, right? It was mm -hmm. kind of kind of just like this dynamic creature, this unknown unknown creature, right? Because they're, they're they're crafty. That's that's un, that's another thing. Is is that the word yeah. they use for? They oh. use crafty is in my ESV version, and I think that's what most versions use. But yours King, used a different one. The King James used subtle. I wasn't that's expecting right. that. That's right. Yeah. So there's crafty and what's what's the other more prominent for term? Sneaky. Not sneaky. It's starts with an S. doesn't matter it really <laughs> doesn't matter dot com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but so here's the thing is the serpent 
I think what's important here is the serpent didn't necessarily represent evil. If anything, the serpent kind of represented the same thing as the, the, the tree of knowledge of good and evil represented. It was kind of this both. The serpent was this ambivalent creature, it, both good and evil, right? Mm. A doer of good and a doer of evil. That's interesting. Yeah. So I unpack that a little bit for me. A little even more even more <laughs> i i wouldn't even i don't even know where to start with that that's fair well I, so uh, go for it go for it i i just think it's one i think it's important to note that the serpent hasn't always been tied to satan so we shouldn't be so quick to associate with satan and we shouldn't be quick to associate the serpent with the symbol of evil hmm I think ambivalence is 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 more right. It, it's uh, the serpent, just like the tree of knowledge of good and evil. If if we're more accurate to the Hebrew Hebrew text, it's not even it doesn't really say knowledge of good and evil. It's it's a merism. So it's the tree of just knowledge, hmm. and what what is what is consumed and incorporated in that knowledge. Well, on one extreme we have good, on the other extreme we have evil. But it's also everything in between. So it's, hmm. it's basically consciousness itself. It's just conscious of, just consciously aware that there's there's things that are better than others. That there's values. There's hierarchies, right? Yeah. So there's a level in that that I disagree. <clears throat> I guess I I not say disagree. I do disagree a little bit. I mean, if you if <laughs> I would say wanted, like another yeah. side of that. I guess I think about it completely differently. But I want to before we get to that, I want to back up a little bit, mm -hmm. just because to kind of add to your point the idea of the serpent um so the word there is um is it ha nakash i know that the main root there is nakash mm -hmm. so which actually means several things so the one that most people would know which is the serpent that's what we see the other one is the shining one or the brazen one or the brassy that you know this this idea of luminescence okay and i think that's what's interesting about it too when we look at that it's like they're not it seems to say they're not referring to this idea of we have a literal snake. <laughs> we have this literal member of the animal kingdom slithering around and talking to everybody. It's like, that's a little weird. <laughs> um, but instead, we have a a being of, of, in a sense, we'd say a being of light, a luminescent, shining being. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we see that actually in other parts of scripture where it's trans that same word is translated differently, uh, which I think is, I don't, I don't have those in front of me right now to pull that up, but I, th I think that's, what's interesting about it. When you look at it, it's like, so when Adam and Eve, they're in the garden of Eden, they have a regular communion with these, these beings with God, God walks in the garden with them up until this point. So it's like, we see that they would recognize this being and be like, Oh, cool. It's just another one of God's divine creatures. Mm. that that's kind of my that's like a really ten thousand foot pole version of <laughs> view of that but i guess for me it's like when we look at this like they look at this and say like, oh cool here is for lack of a better term here is an angel here's a divine being and so what's interesting about that why, why i bring that up is because the word we don't see there is the satan we don't see ha satan yeah which we see in other parts of scripture and Even i think what's yeah yeah, I think what's important about that is there's a distinction between 
<laughs> I heard it put this way, who who God puts on his payroll and who God doesn't. <laughs> so it's like there seems to be, I might be leaping a tiny bit, but it, there seems to be a, 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 like a distinction there between um, the Satan, which is which we talked about in Job, a, a job description, mm-hmm. a title of this is what you do. This is God gave you this job like he did for angels. An angel is a messenger. That's your job. Um, but we don't see that description here when it refers to the serpent. It's like that that word Satan is completely vacant of this entire mm-hmm. narrative in this section. Yeah. So, so I sounds like it. we're agreeing. Sounds like we're yeah. agreeing that it, it's 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 an it's a more recent phenomenon if we can consider like three hundred <laughs> BC <laughs> recent, right? Yeah. To to associate the serpent with Satan, right? Yeah. I, I would agree with that. I think that's kind of like a new, a newer idea there, and newer. a lot of that in, is because two thousand years, yeah. We like to make things really simple, and it's really easy mm-hmm. to think there's one rebel, <laughs> and then we're good. <laughs> but it's like no, there's a lot. It's there's a lot more going on. It's it's a it's a very complex situation reality that we live in. Yeah. Okay. Love so I stuck in the word reality there. <laughs> I I I remembered the uh, okay. So there's two words. Mm-hmm. In the English, that's one word in the Hebrew. So oftentimes the serpent is said to be crafty, yeah. which kind of connotates evil intention, right? Mm-hmm. But that same word translated in other places like Proverbs especially, and I want to get to that. I want to get to this story in Proverbs and just the entire Old Testament with the general theme of all three of those things are. Mm-hmm. But in Proverbs, that same word is shrewd, which isn't doesn't have an evil mm. connotation, just a wise, smart. Yeah. If we say like he's a shrewd person, we'd say, oh, he's yeah. very he's very clever. Yeah. Like I would say you're a shrewd person. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and you're a very crafty person. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. I've got the whoa, whoa, whoa. shirt on today. <laughs> You got the chaos shirt. I got the chaos shirt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So tell me why you disagree with me. Yeah. So I think, so I, I would say, I think, cause I argue the, at least the action of eating the fruit differently in the sense of it wasn't necessarily like a, like an understanding good and evil is i know this and i know that but it was more of a spirit experiential learning of that thing so to that point they haven't experienced sin they haven't experienced i use the word sin they haven't experienced this idea but they may or may not i'll say that because we don't know but like it was outside of an idea of knowing what evil was what something apart from god was all right so let me let me see if I'm hearing you correctly. Are you saying that what we're supposed to receive from the story is that Adam and Eve had consciousness of good, but not, but not of evil things? So what I'm, I guess what I'm saying is to this point, they haven't experienced, they haven't experienced a lo- they haven't anything experienced- apart from God. They I'll haven't, that yeah. So they haven't, that, they haven't experienced um, anything other than goodness. Doing right? something that that was against what God said. 
Is that make does that make more sense? Or is that more confusing? Yeah. Okay. Well, so if we if we take goodness to its absolute form, which would be the nature of God, yeah, that makes sense. They've only experienced God up to this point. Mm-hmm. They haven't experienced, you know, the privation of good. Yeah, they haven't like. Yeah, they haven't experienced doing something apart from Him. That makes sense. Him being God. Yeah, that's interesting. I I don't I think that's a valid way of looking at it, but I don't think it's the right way. Hmm. Just because of the language used around the tree, because I think we have this we have this bias, especially nowadays, when we come to this story in Genesis three, where we hear of this tree of the knowledge of good and evil, hmm. and it's such a bad thing that Adam and Eve ate this fruit because now they're they're self aware, they're conscious. And we only put emphasis, only, like 100%, not 99%, 100% of the emphasis is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil brought about the knowledge of evil. Yeah. What about the other half? What about the knowledge of good? So I would argue that they didn't have knowledge of good, even though they experienced I, I can't disagree that they experienced it because they were in Eden. They were in mm-hmm. the most perfect place created by God right yeah everything was fully nourished so maybe they experienced it but they didn't have the knowledge of it i I, Hmm. maybe that's a confusing way to phrase that but i think what we get from from this from this text is not just the knowledge of the evil that we are prone to do but also the good that we're drawn to that's interesting and i I think it's 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 interesting because i don't I don't really put emphasis, me personally, <laughs> on, I guess, the name of it. I kind of look at, I think for me, I, I focus, and that kind of how I interpret it is based on the action that was done, like what what happened. Um, and so well, I'll read this. This is saying it way better than I was trying to say it. <laughs> I was like, I'll just look at my notes and read what I have here. Um, so this is, this is from, I've, I think I've quoted him in the past, Mike Winger. Um, mm-hmm. I think you might have seen some of his stuff as well. Mm-hmm. So the way he the way he explained it, which was um, eating from the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which is a really long title, <laughs> wasn't just knowledge in general. Wasn't just knowledge in general. It was about the experiential knowledge of having done wrong, and and now being thrust into that world of temptation and moral uh, autonomy, making decisions apart from the will of God. That is, of course. A bad thing is how he says it. Um, it was done in rebellion to God. God uses it for good and uses it. Yeah, use it for good and uses it for good, but it was not a good thing. So that's kind of I, that's a good summation of kind of my thoughts around this, where it's like, regardless of the the name of the tree, it's like I, I not that it should be neglected, but I think what I look at is what did they do? they made a decision apart from the will of God. God said, don't do this. And they chose to do that in rebellion to him. Sure. And and one thing I will agree with, with what you quoted from Mike Winger is the the problem with the story is the autonomy. And it's not the fact that they have autonomy. There's nothing wrong with having autonomy. I think to a certain extent, me being somebody that believes in free will to a Mm -hmm. nuanced extent yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't go full arminian on you but it's how they use their autonomy to expedite the process 
and I, I know this is a point we disagree on because we, mm-hmm. we brought it up at the end of the first Genesis episode yeah. is I do think that God's intent was to mature Adam and Eve in this growth process in the knowledge of good and evil. I think so it was I think it was God's intention to lead them into a full fullness of consciousness, a fullness and awareness of their being. I don't think God intended for them to spend their entirety not knowing they were naked. Mm. Because the only people that don't realize they're naked are children. True. (laughs) Having a, Having a three-year-old run around in that, <laughs> my my cousin's three-year-old, he doesn't care. <laughs> that that understanding of what does that mean doesn't exist for him. Um, but it's interesting. So I, I want to ask you, what is what do you mean when you say not like a full knowledge of? Yeah, with full knowledge, like what is what is that? What do you mean by that? So I think that's where our definitions kind of change a little bit, or maybe disagree. I. I... I don't think God intended for us, and, and we especially see this today, where we see the scriptures used, and we see, and we kind of—it's uh, funny how much overlap I'm seeing between this conversation and what we talked about in, in the Job episode. Dude, writing my notes for this, I was like, "There's so much overlap." It, yeah, there's a lot of overlap. <laughs> so going good. But I don't think God intended us to be naive that there that evil exists i don't think god intended for us to be naive that of anything honestly i think god wanted to to lead us in this fullness of knowledge so i don't don't think we can have a i don't think we we haven't reached our full humanity until we understand the depths of the human experience and that Mm. involves both the good and the bad okay so i think I agree with the contingency <laughs> in the sense of I agree. I think that, I, I mean, it's the same for God. God, what I, I was talking to someone, I used this, this example. I was like, it's kind of like God, God himself understands evil, not experientially, but he knows what it is because it's not him. Mm-hmm. If you believe in God is absolutely good. Um, in the same sense as like, if I, if I organize my closet in a certain way and someone else walks in and changes it, I can walk in and be like, Whoa, someone messed with my closet. Cause this is not the way I, I intended it to be. This is not, this wasn't my will for my closet, if you will. Uh, <laughs> it's a poor example, but it's one. <laughs> so uh, that's kind of what I think is like God himself understands what isn't him in the sense of he knows what it is, but he doesn't experientially know it. And I think that's where I think that's where the difference that I have with it when I look okay. at the tree right. and like in and eating the fruit is like knowing what it is. I think I think that was a part of that's a part of being conscious is knowing who God is and knowing what isn't God. But we don't need to know that experientially. And I think that's where I would say it was a it was a morally wrong thing entirely. God didn't God never intended us to experientially no um autonomy apart from him or to no wrong i'll say it that way yeah so i think that's that's, i think that's where i'm at with it that's interesting i man i wouldn't i wouldn't even go as far as to say i disagree with you there i just i i think we're really getting into semantics here with the understanding of what knowledge (laughs) is it's true (laughs) 
but I think and I want to take. Unfortunately, I haven't done all of my homework to bring in <laughs> the like the language behind it or anything. It's a huge philosophical argument, more so. Sure. Yeah. It, it is. It, it kind of has devolved into philosophy here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think I want to take the hard stance that uh, by knowledge it means all knowledge, which would include okay. the experience. Yeah. Hmm. And and I think I'm biased. Okay, you gotta understand. I have bias. And here's my bias is that this story is is just a myth. Yeah. And so it is written by people who understand that well, I maybe understand is the wrong word, but evil is being experienced despite the fact that no fruit was actually ever eaten. Like this okay. is just the human condition that we're going to experience this. So your argument is just like this is just the way they decided to tell this narrative. Yeah. of human existence mm -hmm. well and okay. so let's let's bring that back to what i said earlier that about the connection between this story in particular yeah the book of proverbs and then the whole entire old testament in general right especially the prophets <laughs> i think especially the prophets it's a broad brush you're pulling out there <laughs> maybe maybe <laughs> prophets exodus the entire old testament how about that <laughs> <laughs> why stop it just a few <laughs> But I think, yeah, I think, you know, with, I don't know how I want to phrase this. I don't want to, I, I don't want it to sound like legalistic. Because hmm. I think this is, I think this is applicable even if like, you don't believe in God. Hmm. Well, right. Hopefully you believe in goodness. Otherwise, <laughs> I don't. Feel, I don't feel like being sarcastic about this. But <laughs> when when you are obedient to God, when you're obedient to goodness, truth, and beauty, then things go well for you. That's mm. kind of what Proverbs puts out explicitly. It's like, hey, yes, do good, good things happen to you. It's kind a very of, black and white idea of it, this. Pro yeah. Proverbs is so black and white. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> no wonder conservatives love it so much. It's hard to misinterpret. Because... <laughs> <laughs> but, and then, so like the story of Israel, which is shown in the Old Testament, is them living this out. It's a narrative of them yeah. occasionally being obedient to God and good things happen. And mm -hmm. occasionally they're disobedient and they get sent into exile and things are terrible for them. Yeah. And I mean, that's the same thing here with this story of, hey, be obedient to God. Try, here's the key word trust him mm -hmm. when he says, don't eat the fruit. Why do you trust him? Because he knows what's best for you. He is a good yeah. father. Yeah. And if you truly believe in his goodness, you believe in his righteousness and the fact that what he's doing is the wisest and right thing. Because, I mean, it almost seems arbitrary that for him to put that. <laughs> it doesn't seem arbitrary when you understand it to be myth, but, like, literally, when you think, <laughs> I'm well, sorry. So, you know, the, the way that I've kind of, I want to ask you more about that, too. And I know yeah. we're so short on time now, which sucks. <laughs> but, you know, so the way, I, the way I, I've, I've reasoned through it, my philosophical side of that coming out again, is, I have it written down here. So, for God, I said it in the negative. So, uh, for God to not create a way for us to disobey him would be for him to not create justice or a way for him to not create fairness. Hmm. What do you think about that? I don't like it. 
I well, and because it kind of goes against my argument, I try to lay out in Job in the Job mm. talk, right? God doesn't need evil. God doesn't need. I agree with that. God doesn't need to uh, have something to correct in order to be just. Obviously, I mean, look at the world around you. There's a lot to be corrected. Mm-hmm. And that's the Christian faith is that God is in the process of correcting it, right? And, it, right. and we are uh, graced to be able to join God in that work of you know, creating a better society, a better world. Yeah. But God, God doesn't need something. I don't, I don't know what words you use there, but he doesn't need anything negative to, to have justice, to, to do justice. Mm-hmm. I wonder if putting my hand like that messes with my microphone. I'm still learning things here. <laughs> it's a path. So yeah, that was that was kind of. I'm still working through that idea too. Please um, restate it again, if you could. Yeah. So the way I wrote it was for God to not create a way for us to disobey Him would be for Him to not create justice. Yeah, and so that's the that's the free will argument for why they're suffering. That's that's Alvin Platina's argument is hmm. of course they're suffering and evil because God thought it was a greater good for us to have free will and suffer than to in this kind of, I feel like we ourselves have been contradicting ourselves a lot in this episode. <laughs> it's probably true. And I think that's where it's like it's very complex and it's it's difficult sometimes with all this. I knew you're gonna laugh at that. And I Do refrained. <laughs> I refrained from it. I refrained, but I might not for long. <laughs> but I think that's that's the idea. And it, it, this is what we said in Job as well, in the Job episode was that you know God does not. I'll, I'll even I'll even quote it this way from from someone else. Um, I'll paraphrase it. <laughs> so I, it's not really yeah. a quote, but Paul the idea it, sure. is like. God doesn't task people, doesn't task beings to do wrong. He doesn't tell them to do evil to the world or to us because that goes against who he is. And so for God to task someone to cause great injustice and evil upon us is against him. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, yeah, he doesn't do that. But there's a level where it seems that he allows that. I mean, it's like we saw that in in Job, where it's like yeah. he didn't say go and kill his family and you know take everything away from him. He just said no, go and see that I'm right. Basically, <laughs> do whatever you want, except for kill Job, and you'll see that I am I am omniscient and I am sovereign. Um, and so it's interesting with that. So it's like there is a way where suffering isn't good. God doesn't like suffering <laughs> but it happens and he uses that yeah. not that he needs to use that he doesn't need to use it but it's still a reality and he makes good of it yeah so i kind of want to state the irony of what's going on here there's a lot it's heavy <laughs> okay so from a theological perspective <laughs> okay here, here, here's what's ironic to me is it seems to me like the the, the theological perspective i'm laying out is aligned with the philosophical 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 <laughs> philosophical 9.5 right <laughs> is aligned with your philosophy <laughs> i love and that then, you just used and that then, and then your theological perspective is aligning with my philosophical take 
And here's here's how because the Garden of Eden seems to be this place of, I mean, predestination is not quite the word, but there's a, there seems to be a lack of free will, hmm. and, and, there, and there's a lack of knowledge as well. Oh man, that's a topic I could get into right there. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I wouldn't. Are we going to turn this into three hours? Because I would love to. <laughs> I could keep going because we 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 do the first third. third man. <laughs> but well, all I'll say about free will is. The reason I can't take a hard stance on us being beings of free will is because we don't have full knowledge. I don't think mm. we can have free will without full knowledge. And I think it's God's intent for us to have full knowledge and therefore free will. Can but, I ask again? Because I'm, oh, 10-minute warning. Because <laughs> I'm, so I, I want to ask, because I think this is kind of maybe the big thing that we're going back and forth on a little bit is so to find when you say, full knowledge what does that mean now you, you probably answered this earlier and i forgot because yeah. i'm done it's i mean it's exactly the same kind of answer i was given earlier it's it's knowledge it's, it's knowledge without the semantics it's all knowledge it's experiential knowledge it's because i think when we think of the person of god especially jesus like jesus is a very tangible example of this jesus being the perfect human that he was still mm-hmm. had an experiential knowledge of evil, right? You have to unpack that one a little for me. <laughs> Would you not say him being nailed to a cross was an experiential knowledge of badness? I mean, he experienced other people's badness, but he never himself committed or experienced badness. No, no, no. Well, okay. So maybe that's own. a different way. We, 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 we haven't got to a sin episode yet. So of course we think about True. sin differently. <laughs> True. <laughs> but he still had and so like oh that's interesting i want to unpack that <laughs> we don't have time because ah. it's funny the whole time i'm thinking about you know they've eaten this fruit yeah uh sure i i don't i don't they had no reason not to eat the fruit okay <laughs> they had no knowledge <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's a good thing that they symbolically <laughs> ate the fruit, but at the same time, like they had no good reason not to. <laughs> I don't like care when who you are listening. That was hilarious. <laughs> I was listening. I forget. The no matter what side you're on, that was funny. <laughs> you know, there's there's not enough girl comedians yet that have gotten Netflix specials. I'm pretty sure there's only like one on Netflix. I watched it last night. I can't remember her name. Her dad I know was there's a pastor. More than one, but... Her dad was a pastor, which is hilarious well or a very conservative christian i can't remember okay but basically what she was saying was i don't take any wisdom from my dad he's never done anything wrong or tried anything (laughs) he doesn't know i go up to him and say hey i feel like doing this and he says no don't do that and i say why and he says bible says not to (laughs) but my uncle my uncle on the other (laughs) hand has been in jail (laughs) So when he comes to me and he says, don't do that, and I say, why? He says, because I did it, and I've been on a wheelchair ever since. (laughs) (laughs) So you know It's funny. I kind of want to land on that a little bit. (laughs) It's very deep theologically. Because it's true. (laughs) And I think that's that's what we're getting at here, though. Yeah. You know, her dad had this theological ivory tower knowledge and her uncle had this world experience knowledge he's experienced things 
And I think what's what I would argue, and it's funny because in real life we it looks different sometimes. <laughs> because we I think I'm gonna say a lot of Christians would look at it and be like, Oh yeah, cool. Blah, don't disobey God. Got it, done. And it's like it seems very well, we'll use that for me. Look at anything else. Like, do not murder. Got it. Cool. Done. Whatever. But then we can agree on that one, yeah. Right. They, I'll just pick a, a very explicit one. <laughs> but then when we listen to someone's testimony, we're more compelled by the guy who murdered a bunch of people and then found Jesus versus the guy who went to church every week and realized he needed Jesus. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's funny. It's like there's such a contradiction there in mm-hmm. the way we approach things um, where it's like we may think one way, but then we actually act a completely different way. <laughs> And I would argue against both of those in a sense of like, you don't need to experience, you don't need to experience great evil to understand that it's wrong. Yeah. And I think that's, that's night that, that shows how, how, how powerful goodness is, how powerful God is. The fact that it's like, yeah, you don't need to, thank God we don't have to experience all these things to really understand um, how good he is. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's that's where I argue against that the experiential knowledge of that. It's like I don't think God intended for us to have that because we don't need that. See, that's where it gets tricky because when I it's talk about experience, tricky. <laughs> when I talk about experiential knowledge, I'm not talking about you know going out and. Well, so it's I I will I'll play your defense card there because the way even you explain Jesus's crucifixion. Yeah, that's evil done you, to you him just for that, existing. You consider that experiential, which I would not. Yeah. So I think that's. Yeah. So I'm not talking yeah. about going out and like murdering somebody. That's <laughs> not the experiential knowledge I'm talking about. Hmm. Like even with even with the story of Adam and Eve, like they eat the fruit, and then they realize that they're naked. Yeah. What they didn't they didn't do their nakedness. That was done to them. Hmm. And we could say God did that to them, right? That's how He created them. But they they understood as soon as they ate the fruit, they had this awareness that they need to cover up. Hmm. So I, I think when we talk about experiential knowledge, we've we've been understanding it differently. And what I want to say yeah. about experiential knowledge too, um, because I don't think we have to go out to murder somebody to understand it experientially. I agree. Because <laughs> I wholeheartedly agree with that. <laughs> wow, this is very interesting. How we've gone this far with this conversation and realized how much. We, we haven't actually, really been. We aren't communicating that are much. So different. The yeah. definitions are very different. The way we understand this, it, because I think God has experiential knowledge of murder, even mm. though He's never murdered and never been murdered. Well, Jesus has, so you know. <laughs> but even before that, I think God had the experiential knowledge of what murder was. Mm. So, and, and that's that one's hard. So, one to, you can't really explain that, but like it's tough. Uh, so I would say like. So would you define experiential if you've had any experience, you'd say if you've had any experience with it, whether it's been done to you, you've done it yourself, or you've been involved with someone it's happened? Yeah, so it, it really does seem like the, the difference between what we're talking about is... I've been warning. <laughs> we're we're going to wrap this up. It's going to be nice. It's going to be a nice bow tie. <laughs> it's beautiful. When I define experiential knowledge, I, I do think of the evil that has been done to us. And I think when you uh, approach it, you think of the evil that we ourselves do. I think of the one that we personally experience, we commit, is kind of the way I yeah. think of it. You, you, evils we commit is experiential. Yeah. Or, That's how I would define uh, it. Yeah. 
Well, and I think I think that category falls under the umbrella of my category because mm. anytime we ourselves commit uh, egregious things, uh, evils, uh, just things that are not good for us, like it doesn't even it, it doesn't even have to be like it's a it lessens our humanity more than it increases our humanity. Anytime we do something like that, that is also an evil against us. It's something we commit, but it's also done to us. Hmm. Even though we're the ones doing it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So here we go, spending another episode talking about evil and suffering. <laughs> you thought <laughs> this was part two to Genesis. It's actually part two to evil and suffering. <laughs> Slash Joe. Which is also Genesis 3. Because, <laughs> I mean, yeah. if we look at it, whether you believe it's real or not, uh, it actually happened or not. Hey. It is kind real. of like. <laughs> it is real. I say whether this is kind of happened. the, this is like the, if you will, Genesis <laughs> of suffering. <laughs> Amen. You know how, how bad good. I wanted to tee that one up? <laughs> that, it's a high tee. I'm a thing really that now. one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think well, it, it's it, there's so much more I wanted to talk about too, which is but I, I'm glad we talked about this because I think it shows a lot of we could say semantics, definitional differences that we have sure. approaching yeah. this. Um but yeah, it, it's it's not a it's not a new concept. It's like we have Pandora, for example, <laughs> the Greek myth, which kind of approaches the same idea. Um, but yeah, it, overall, it's like, there's a lot. <laughs> yeah. I think that's really where we came down to it, but it all comes back to this, this kind of struggle. One of the struggles of man, which is just this idea of what do we do with pain and suffering? Yeah. I think I mean, that's, that's one of the, the foundationals. Life is suffering. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trey Hinkle. Buddha. <laughs> Underscore. <laughs> No, so all right, I think I only read through verse five, but what we really yeah. we we talked through verse seven, so we can pat ourselves yeah. on the back getting through verse seven. Nice work. I think I think we'll come back to Genesis three before we go further with Genesis. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot because I want to get into like you know the curse mm. that God gave man, woman, and the serpent. Like I think that's really interesting. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and then I want to talk about them being expelled from Eden. Hmm. But so let me read six and seven kind of to, to cap off this episode. Yeah. Great. And then I also have a C.S. Lewis quote that kind of sums up what we've been talking about here. Perfect. We have time for that? Yeah. It looks like we have four minutes. Four minutes. Great. Okay. Well, I guess four minutes before we're like officially cut off. <laughs> Probably like one minute before Annie gets mad. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm okay with her getting a little mad. <laughs> so this is verse six. And when, and when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. And the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed, sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. Look how pretty my King James version is. I painted it myself. That actually looks really cool. 
Lifeway was like closing down. I got this for like three bucks. No way. It was it was a more feminine type, and I wanted to make it a little more masculine. A little more masculine. So it's cool. I like that. Thanks. So in Mere Christianity, C.S. Lewis writes this. We want to keep up at least our image of the image of God. We want to keep up the masquerade even within our own hearts. Remarkably, the phenomenon of self-deception testifies that we human beings, even when we do evil, are incorrigibly sold on goodness. At some level of our being, we know that goodness is as plausible and original as God. And that, in the history of the human race, goodness is older than sin. Hmm. Which That's I cool. hate that that kind of goes back to what you were arguing against what I was arguing. <laughs> but like, come on, just like lean into it for a minute. It's really romantic. <laughs> oh, it's super romantic. <laughs> Goodness is older than sin. Of course it is, because God is before all things. (laughs) True. Yeah. So there's so much more that I want to talk about and we will talk about for sure. Uh, And I'm really excited for that. Um, If anyone wants a little precursor, Isaiah 45, 7. That's a big one for a lot of people. Um, The King James, I believe, uses the word evil. talks about God brings peace and he also brings evil. Other verses say different things. (laughs) But I know that's an argument for a lot of people. So it's like, that'd be a fun one to talk about. Just, again, going back to this idea of evil. But I think overall, this I, I love I just threw a grenade in the thing that I... You really did. You really but did. It's, it's, the great I'm, part I'm is like... like seeming at the... <laughs> I know. The great part is like, I disagree with that because it's not actually true. That yeah. that word is a, it's a poor usage of that word. Um, but a little teaser <laughs> but i think it's great i think that i what i love about that is we understand that the power of goodness and i think that's that mm. like, that shows the power of who god is and that's really what we need to come down to at the end of this when we look at theology or whatever is understanding and recognizing how good is god how powerful yeah. is god and that's where we need to land yeah i have an answer too we have like 30 nice. seconds <laughs> How good is God? More good than you can imagine. I'll cheers to that. Cheers, mate. Let's close the tab. Close it. All right. Well, this was fun. This was a lot of fun. It was interesting. It was. It's a new experience for us, and I know it's a little bit different for you guys. I appreciate you bearing in with us, and I'm really excited for us to continue this and kind of narrow out the tweaks and everything. Yeah. And thank you so much to Maximize Digital Media and Andy Lee for producing this episode. And we will catch you guys on the next one.